Welcome to the First Apostolic Church Podcast. Our church mission is to love as God loves, showing compassion to every soul, thus winning those souls and equipping them to be sent out to plant and to harvest. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope that you are blessed by today's podcast. two sermons on my mind and just didn't seem that I could figure out which one. But when pastor spoke this morning, I knew what I was supposed to do. Amen. So I'm here tonight on call, I feel like from the Lord. I believe he's called me to do what I'm going to do. Back a few weeks ago, I don't know, it's maybe possibly been longer than that. As I get older, time passes faster. Back a few weeks ago, the Lord woke me up in the wee hours of the morning. I don't know what time it was, maybe somewhere around 4 o'clock, and began to speak to me. And you know how we are sometimes. We're, we're not always listening like we should. And you that's ministers dealt in the ministry, you know how this is, that I found sometimes that if I go back to try to go back to sleep, that that thought leaves. And uh, just momentarily, I was thought, well, I'll just, I'll just, you know, I'll, 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 I'll go ahead and do this tomorrow or something. And that thought left. I laid there and it come back to me and I said, okay, God, you're trying to tell me it's time now. So I got up and I went to my office and I, I was there, I don't know, till six, seven o'clock of the morning. God began to talk to me and, and he's been talking to me. And I'm going to preach a sermon tonight that's very critical. I feel like to our church. Pastor had used the scripture just, I don't know, a week or two ago. It's probably maybe even longer than that. I don't know. But Romans 12 and verse 1, and since he preached and was using that scripture, that scripture just been over and over in my mind. So the Lord began to deal with me on it. Tonight I want to preach about it. I want to go to Romans chapter 12. And I'm going to read the first five verses and then I want to read verse 16. And I want God to speak to us tonight. 
I want him to speak to you like he's been speaking to me. Hallelujah. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. For I say, through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, according as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. For as we have many members in one body, and all members have not the same office, so we being many are one body in Christ. Everyone members, everyone members one of another. And then drop down to verse 16. Be of the same mind one toward another. Mind not high things, but condensed to men of low estate. Be not wise in your own conceits. Heavenly Father, thanking you for the word. Thanking you, God, for your spirit that's in this place that I have felt ever since I come in the door. Asking you, Lord, that you would move and speak through me. I'm only a container, God, that contains what you've given me. Let me give it with anointing and fervor, God. Not backing down on the word of God, but with fear and Lord Jesus and fervor, let me minister God through the Holy Ghost, God, to your church tonight. That there would be a stir in this place that would awaken us to this time that we're living in, God, that's so crucial, Lord, to our growth and to our growing in you. In the name of Jesus, I pray right now. Glory, amen, amen. You can be seated in Jesus. Tonight I want to preach on this subject, the real sacrifice, the real sacrifice. I want us, I'm, I'm, I don't know, I'm just going to just try to obey God and what he would do tonight with this. This is what the sacrifice that the Lord, he wants, he wants it to look a certain way. He wants his sacrifice to look like this. First of all, the Bible says that he wants a living sacrifice. A living sacrifice, a continual sacrifice, not one that's dead tomorrow. Not one that's dead. He wants it to live on and still be a sacrifice tomorrow just like it was today. Our whole life in every part and period should be consecrated to his service. If we are part of the body, then we should never cease to be offered. Let me say that again. I said we should 
always be ready to be offered. If we are a part of the body, we should never cease to be offered. Amen. Abraham was told by the Lord, he said, I want you to take Isaac, your son, and I want you to take him to a mountain that I will show you. And I want you to offer Isaac there for a sacrifice. Now, I want us to notice something that, and, and I'm not going to read the scripture, y'all familiar with it, but Genesis 22 and 2, there is... A, a play on words, if you please. And I know we, we talk about this many times. It's been preached many ways. But I want to remind you what the Bible said. Abraham was told by the Lord to not kill Isaac, not to burn him. He didn't tell him that. He said, I want you to offer him. Not that he's going to die, but I want you to offer him. And I really believe that Abraham understood that. Sometimes we read over it so fast and we think, well, you know, he's going to lay him on there and he's going to be sacrificed. And he did offer him and he raised the knife, but that's as far as he got. I want to preach to somebody tonight that what God really wanted was not Isaac, but he was after Abraham. Hallelujah. Praise God. Now, I don't want to get wrapped up because i got another sermon that runs right along with that, and I don't want to do that. But what I want you to know that Abraham, when he pulled back the knife and began to do that, the Lord stopped him. You know why? Because he had already satisfied the sacrifice when God seen that Abraham was willing to offer him, the sacrifice was already taken care of, and he, oh glory, and while he was in the pro, oh my God, I'm telling you, while Abraham was taking Isaac up one side of the mountain, God was sending a ram up the other side. Woo, glory. The real sacrifice he wants is us. It's living. It's not the dead one. He wants the living sacrifice. Hallelujah. So first of all, he says, I want a living sacrifice. Next, he says, I want it to be holy. In fact, the word there means to render it acceptable. It must be holy. Come on. To render it acceptable, it must be holy. Hallelujah. Woo. Something that is holy is ready for immediate use. Oh, glory. I hope you're catching this real. I want you to catch this first part so you'll catch the last part. But something that is holy is ready to be offered. It's ready. There is no preparing. Come on. It's ready. You know what God wants in the midst of the church? He wants a ready sacrifice. Somebody that's just standing waiting to do something for God. He's one somebody that's living and somebody that's ready. Holy. Woo. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We must not only be holy, but we must keep holy. Glory. 
to preserve them in a regular, pious, and composed temper. We must stay there. We must not, come on, we must not linger from that, but we must stay holy. Not to suffer our imagination to be defiled, if you please. Come on. Or our sensual appetites. Glory. To be gratified to the excess. Now I'm going to turn that around because what God wants is your spiritual appetites. And if you can get that excess, God's saying go ahead. Come on. I'm feeling something in here tonight. Glory. He says, just go ahead and get all of the spiritual appetite you want. Be a butterball for Jesus, if you please. He said, I want you to get all you want and more. Just let your cup run over. Come on. Just put it on your plate and keep eating, honey. It'll be all right. You won't get too much. Come on. Woo! All it'll do, it'll make you spiritual, but it won't make you fat. It will curb your eating naturally because you're filled up spiritually. You'll want to slip the plate back and say, hey, I believe I'll just fast this one out. (laughs) Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, glory. Bless our appetite, Lord. We must guard against the works of the flesh. got to guard it our flesh has got appetites that we don't need come on it was brother Terry it was born in sin and this this flesh the Bible said is sin come on it's nothing but sin so if if I'm gonna if I'm gonna keep everything holy I got to get spiritual come on I got to get committed come on I got, I, gotta, I gotta do right. I gotta act right. I gotta talk right. I gotta go to church when the doors are open. Come on. I gotta worship, if you please. I gotta worship during the singing, and I must worship during the preaching because it's the word of God that'll keep you. The song won't keep you, but the word of God will. I need the word, I need the anointing. I need God to move on me. Woo! The real sacrifice. Somebody said the real sacrifice. Woo! This body is to be a habitation unto the Lord. Because He lives inside of us. So I must keep this temple holy and clean. I said, I got to keep it that way. I got to work on it. My wife, she's, you know, we're getting older. We're not younger anymore. We're We're older now. We're not younger. We're not old, but we're older. And she complains about the dust in the house. And you know what? The longer you leave dust, the more it'll accumulate. 
And you know, you know, dust is, it's really nothing. We're nothing. Look what God can do with nothing. He done something. We're dust. I'm nothing more than the dust of earth. And that settles all over my furniture. I could stop right there and preach you what God can do with nothing. Glory. Hallelujah. You know, a third thing, God wants this sacrifice. This sacrifice is not to be conformed to this world. <laughs> Glory. Glory. The word conform means to be like or comply with or to be acceptable. Man, to means to pattern after or fashion like. In the Greek form, the word takes on the meaning. It means to conform oneself to the outer fashions or outward appearance of the world. He said, I don't want anything that looks like the world. I don't want anything that acts like the world. Come on. I don't want you to be conformed and like them, but I want you to be different. So, what, preacher, you're crazy. Well, maybe I am, but we all need to get crazy in walking our walk with God. I want to be so different that the world notices me as different. They already think I'm a little eccentric. I'm, I am, but I'm going to tell you, I'm happy that I am. You got to be different to get the Holy Ghost. Come on. You got, you got to be a little bit crazy to speak in tongues. I've never get, seen anybody get it lightly. They get wrapped up and tied up, as Sister McGee sings. Come on. It'll make you do things you wouldn't normally do. It's so different that on the day of Pentecost they thought they was a bunch of drunks and they did not say they weren't. They said, but we're not drunk as you suppose. It's only the third hour of the day. We're not drunk like you think we are, but yes, we've been sipping. And I'm feeling a little different right now. Come on. Oh, let that different spirit flow through here. Let that Holy Ghost flow. Let that anointing, that power of God start flowing through here. Whew. Mercy. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. I don't want my appearance to look like them. I don't want them to see me in the places they go. I like what Brother Poole preached at camp one year. He said, if you see my horse tied outside of the saloon, I'm in there drinking. In other words, you're not going to see my horse there. If my car stops there, we're going to get it off the lot real quick. Come on. I don't want to appear like the world. I don't want to seem like them. I don't want to act like them. I don't want to be like them. I feel this. Woo! Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. What he wants is us to conform 
to be conformed like the new world. He said, I want you to catch a little bit of heaven and I want you to hold on to it till it becomes real to you. Let me, let me tell you something. The closest to heaven that you're ever going to feel is when the Holy Ghost moves on you and you get lost in the Spirit, Brother Terry. We've been there around here. A lot of times we've been there where we got lost in the Spirit, not knowing where we was at or what we was doing. You know why? We got caught up. Woo! Just go ahead, God. Lift us in heavenly places. Come on. Lift us out of this place for just a little while. Let us get a little bit of heaven. Let us be the real sacrifice that you want. Whew. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There used to be a song that was sung, and I don't know, it seemed like the hemp hills used to sing it. Sister McGee, there's a new world coming. Whew. I like that song. Come on, there's a new world coming. I don't know, anybody ever tired of this old world? You, you get tired of getting them facing this same old, same old world every day? I'm telling you, I'm ready for the new world. Come on, I'm ready. No more sickness, no more pain, Brother Bob. No more dizziness, come on. I can have the balance, you know. I can jump, hop a little bit, feel good, you know. I got my balance and I can jump up on the pew. And... Come on. Come on. It's a new world, church. We need a new world experience in our life. Come on. We need to grab a hope of a little bit of heaven and say, this is what it's going to be like. I have not seen Ear is not hurt. It's not entered the heart of man. The things that God is preparing for the church. That's how good it is. In other words, nobody can explain. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Fourth thing. Lord wants to do with this sacrifice he wants to transform it should have, should have had Trevor to bring me a transformer tonight probably got one knowing him you've seen those transformers with Alice he used to play with him he loves transformers he could he could, you know, he'd play with a car, and the next thing you know, that car was a man. Batman, or I don't know, Robin, or whatever. It was something else. It transformed into something else. What I'm trying to preach to you tonight is God's tart of our flesh. You know what he wants to do? He wants to transform us, Brother Terry, unto his likeness. Come on. He... He's tired of our old character. Come on. He's tired of our temperament. Come on. Woo! He's tired of our grumbling. He's tired of our complaining. What he wants us to do is be transformed by the renewing of this old stinking mind of mine and to put on a mind of Christ. Come on. And be different than I've ever been before. 
I need to take on his character. I need to take on his character. You got to put on Christ. In the movie, when they put on somebody, they take on their character. They act like them. They talk like them. Come on. You know what? That's what the Lord wants. He said, church, if you would just put me on. I wish you'd quit laying me on your bed like a garment. I wish you'd put me on. I wish you'd quit dragging me down the street. Come on. Like the stuffed animal. I wish you'd put me on. You'd start acting different. You'd start talking different. If you'll put on. Put on Christ. Woo! He'll make a different character out of you. You'll begin to talk different and think different and see things different. Glory. Hurry up, Bishop. Thank you, Jesus. He wants to transform you. He wants you to be different. Y'all look, say, boy, you sure look funny. I don't look funny. I look, I, I, I seen a girl the other day. She walking down the street. And I looked again. One sock was one color. One was the other. And they call us crazy. Maybe she'd had her a little nip in the upper room too. Come on, church. Come on. God said, I, I want you to be a real sacrifice. You know, you know, it takes a real person to be able to come and dress like this and preach. Make you join me next time. I'll fix you. You know what's wrong? We're ashamed. He said, if you're ashamed of me, I'll be ashamed of you. If you're, if you're not wanting to walk different now, possibly you're not even going to make it. You might as well just say, I'm Holy Ghost filled. I speak in tongues. I dance not like you dance, but in the spirit. When I start feeling it, honey, I dance. I jump. I run. Come on. I'm different. I'm not like your status quo. Woo. Mercy. Shoo. Anybody feel what I feel? Hallelujah. Glory. He wants us to be transformed. Glory. Moses was a little different. He had a rod. Moses, what are you doing? That stinking rod. Oh, you'd be surprised what it do. Whoop, don't get him in the head. Pick that jewel up and it turns back into a rod. Oh, pretty cool. You know what? The world don't think you're so cool until they see something amazing. 
remember Brother Mason told the little story. I don't even remember where he was at. He was out of the country or maybe in New York, I think, maybe. Yeah, it was in New York, I think. Walking down the street and a girl, a lady walking down beside him and she just, what are you doing here? And, this and that, and the first thing you know, she asked him out to dinner. Ain't that slick? That's just like a devil. I bet he wished he had a rod then just turned, her, turned it loose right then. Oh, Jesus. Come on, church. I'm going to tell you something. We've got some things we can turn loose on the devil, but we've not used them. You may not be carrying around a rod, but I'm going to tell you, there's something better than a rod wrapped up inside of me. It's called Jesus Christ and him. Hey, come on, he's in the temple. This temple is not empty. He's living there. Come on. He's taking up residence in my house. Come on. He's inside of me. And there was Elijah, see. He had him a man. Because the sons of the prophets noticed they watched. And the Bible doesn't say how far they were away, but I believe they was a pretty good distance. They recognized Elijah. How do you think they recognized him? Because of his man. Come on. Let me tell you something. There's, there's something different about a real Christian that's a real sacrifice to God when they're walking down the street. They look different. Come on. And you're ashamed to look different? Come on. I don't care what they think about me as long as I've got the God inside me. Think what you want. But one of these days, just call me gone. I'm out of here. Now, I've never studied it out, and I don't think, I don't think it'd be anything in the Bible about it anyway. I've never found anything in all my years. But, I, you know... This guy's used this mantle for years. Don't say nothing about him getting a new one. He passed it off to his successor, Elisha. It was still good. It was so good that he wrapped it together and he smoked the waters and the waters opened up right before his out of here. And it was so good that when he went up, he dropped it. And Elisha had seen it work so many times that he went <laughs> He's shouting glory. And he went back to the same place. And he wrapped it together and said, Where is the Lord God of Elijah? And the Bible said that the waters went hither and thither. Come on. They rolled back and he walked across on dry ground. Elijah used it on the way over and he used it on the way back. And it still worked. It wasn't, it wasn't beat or torn or so dirty that it didn't work. Somehow, I got the feeling that when he had his mantle that God kept it clean. Mr. McGee, he didn't have to put some shout on it and throw it in the washing machine. The Lord.
Lord become his washing machine. He cleaned it. He kept it clean. Come on. Come on, I'm talking about the sacrifice. You got to keep it clean. You can't expect, well, pastor, I hope you clean me up. No, you got to clean yourself up. He can preach to you, but I'm going to tell you, it's going to take you yourself to clean yourself up. Come on, he can't make you live this. You got to live it on your own. You got to have a relationship with God. His relationship with God won't do you any good. You got to have your own relationship. He's wanting a real sacrifice. One that's holy, one that's clean, one that's set apart. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. David had him a linen ephah. He took off the kingly garment because it wasn't good enough to worship him. Come on. There is weights on that kingly garment that's got all the decorations on it. David said, hey, I got some dancing to do. So I'm putting on my linen ephah. And he'd go, one, two, three, four, five, six, Come on, church. You can't have nothing weighing you down when you're worshiping. If you're not holy, if you're not clean, come on. You're not ready to worship until you repent and get the load off. Come on. Oh, we've got all this stuff that we've carried in the house of God. If you really want to be a sacrifice, living and acceptable unto God, you got to get rid of everything that's holding you back and put on the linen ephod. Oh, because it's just right for worship. Man, son, I'm going to Thank you, Jesus. Glory. Come on. Forgive me for thinking like nobody else thinks. I am getting older. So I think different. Just forgive me for thinking like this, but I've wondered often. I wonder if we ought to get some lockers for everybody in church. Put a lock on it. And when they come in, empty their pockets and their put their purse in there with their cell phone please God didn't call you to text in the church he's trying to text you get off of the phone he's trying to get a hold of you listen to the call he wants to use you don't talk to anybody else Don't bring the iPad either. Kids don't need to play with that. I'm 
this flat old going to get straight. I'm bishop and I'm not as scared. I can leave tomorrow. You don't get mad if you want to. I'll be back whether you're back or not. I've been here long enough. I don't care what you think. You can like my tennis shoe or don't like it. But I would to God that some of you get loose enough to feel like you're light on your feet. I would to God that you'd worship and feel like you had on the linen ephod. I wish you'd get the weight of this world off of you so you could dance in the spirit. I'll be looking for lockers at the Goodwill. I like that thought. Take your billfold and all that out of your pockets, men, and get with it. Take your coat off. Throw your tie in there. Don't leave them on. Somebody's liable to want to grab it, shake you a little bit, choke you maybe. Because if we get loose enough around here, God's going to start doing something, and the devil ain't going to like it. He don't want you to be loose. He don't want you to feel light. He don't want you to get rid of all the baggage that you've drugged in this place. Come on. He wants to keep piling it on. I want to keep putting it on. Oh, I feel it. Mercy's sakes. It's been a while since I preached, y'all, so forgive me. I'm just, Lord. Let's talk about Samuel. Samuel had a horn. And it wasn't one you blow either. When he seen somebody that looked dry as last year's bird nest, he was ready to give them an anointing. And come on. I have felt sometimes I would like to have this horn full and walk into church and every time I see somebody that's not worshiping, Give them a full anointing, son. One full pint. The only thing, somebody have to be there to refill me because I want to do it to everybody. Come on. Come on. Hey, he anointed David and he never did put the plug back in. He went, he went with the empty. You, you, you. Check out Scripture. You know why? Because he'd emptied it. He thought everything he could on Samuel, or on, not on Samuel, but on Saul. And he thought, man, was that ever a waste? I wasted the anointing of God. So the Lord said, okay, fill it back up. Because I've got a, one more anointing I want you to do. You go anoint my servant David. And it was years down the road before he became king, but the anointing was still good. Fifty-nine years I've been walking with the Lord. I got the Holy Ghost when I was nine years old. Come on. I was baptized in Jesus' name when I was nine years old. I didn't find God at the church. My mom and daddy 
they, you know, we couldn't get enough church. And mom and daddy, they, they'd go down and find somebody to visit. And we'd start singing and worshiping the Lord. Next thing you know, things begin to happen. And tears started rolling down my cheek one night. And I knelt down at an altar in that old little old cottage prayer meeting. I give my heart to God. And then in our first church, Kingsburg Pentecostal Church, Brother Mike, I received the Holy Ghost. Come on. And was baptized in Jesus' name in that dirty old Wabash River. And isn't it amazing that God can take something dirty and wash you? Come on, he can do whatever he wants. He's God. He don't need your approval. He don't have to take a wash rag with him. But honey, when he dips you in muddy Jordan, you're going to come up and you're going to be healed. Give me that anointing. I want the anointing. Oh, just pour it on, Lord. Anoint me again and again and again. I need the anointing. Glory. Your sister Sammy may want to wipe some tears directly. Somebody said a real sacrifice. That's what God's wanting, a real sacrifice. Oh. Now, I didn't have one for this, but John the Baptist had a raiment of camel's hair. I couldn't find any camels around. And he had a leather, a leather girdle. I could have found some honey maybe, but I couldn't find no locusts for y'all to eat and taste. It was different when see, people seen him coming thought man there's that wilderness dude he lives out there he comes walking out of there and all that mess and he smell, smells like yesterday's skunk it's roadkill but you know what there was something on the inside of him that drew people to repentance come on he was a real sacrifice. Whew. Thank you, Jesus. Pastor's a real sacrifice. I know, Brother Aaron, you thought I'd forgot, but I haven't. I, I'm going to put it in my message. See, see, Pastor become a real sacrifice today. He went down to help the firemen. I think they took a little walk. They took a little walk in, in honor of 9-11. And pastor said a prayer over them. He blessed them. Yeah, he went walking too, yeah. He's done had some walking in today. After preaching this morning, he, he, he's went walking. He's had prayer with the fire department. Man, do you think God's not going to protect them? Who knows? Possibly some of those firemen got rid of a little of their weight today. They're baggage that they really didn't need. Come on. I wish to God the church would get rid of the baggage that we've carried in. Come on. I would to God that we'd scoop this stuff out and get it out of here. We don't need the baggage of the devil to slow us down in our worship. Come on. We need to be propelled to worship. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Oh, Lord, I got to hurry. Hallelujah. 
glory. Hallelujah. That's just five examples of people that was different. And the world knew they was different. Glory. Hallelujah. See, verse 2, it says, And be not conformed to this world, but be a transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. See, what he's saying there, he wants us to prove by a renewed mind what the will of God is in our life. He don't want you walking around here and not knowing what you're supposed to do. But you're never going to find out till you get your mind right. Come on. A real sacrifice deserves a real mind. Come on. You can't have it scattered on everything else but what it should be. I find myself, when, when I want to study the Word of God, God, and, and I'm telling you, ever since I've been full-time pastor, Sister McGill will tell you, even a parsonage, it's almost like when we moved in that place, that 3 o'clock in the morning, God began to speak to me. It's almost any time I got a message, it was 3 o'clock in the morning. It was between 3 and 6. It was the morning watch, and I've still got it. I can't get rid of it. My son gets it sometime now. It's part of being a pastor. Especially when you follow daddy Because I, I didn't pray it on him It just happened to him But I'm going to tell you If him and I keeps getting the morning watch We're going to pray it on you Because some of you need to be Woke up in the middle of the night And say pray for your pastor Come on And if you can't get back to sleep I say amen and glory Get out of bed and pray if you can't sleep, get out of bed and pray. I've always found out that Brother Bob, if I would get up and I would read my Bible, I would pray and seek the Lord that I could go back to bed. I don't care if it's six or seven in the morning and Sister McGee, I can go to sleep, can I? And she'll start tiptoeing around the tulips to keep from waking me up. I usually get woke up anyway, that's all right. The Lord knows how much rest I Glory. So he wants a renewed mind. Glory. He wants a transformed sacrifice. One without pride and luxury and vanity and without extravagance in dress. And without riotous living. He wants you separated. Set apart. Holy. And if you're going to be acceptable, you've got to be holy. Well, come on, Bishop McGee. Would you preach a little faster? Verse 3. For I say through the grace given unto me every man that is among you not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think. Ooh, let me stop right there. He's showing us in verse 3 what the church ought to act like and look like. 
Come on now. If I step on your toes a little bit, just say thank you, Jesus. Because I'm about to nail this thing. You, you know what? He, let me tell you what the church with a real sacrifice looks like. No stuck-ups. No snooties. Bless God, you're not good enough to fellowship with me. Around their nose, you know, stuck up in the air, and the rain comes and it'll drown them. Come on, church. God wants real sacrifices. He's he is tired of self-righteous, unholy, snooties running around. Claiming to be something when they're a hypocrite. I want to tell you, we're all on the same page because he gave us all a measure. Everybody said a measure. Look at your neighbors, I got a measure. A measure of faith. you pray for me come on you got the same measure he's got what's wrong with you you know what's wrong you got baggage you're weighted down you can't pray for yourself it's all right. if I'm getting too hard sorry come back next time maybe I won't be so bad let me tell you something and then he goes on in verse 4 and he tells us that we're, we're or as we have many members in one body all, and all members have not the same office. We're all a part of this body but we're not all alike. I'm going to tell you, that's not a bad thing. It's not bad. But Brother Cook, it's not really bad because I would be worried if my first finger looked like my thumb. You, you, you don't want your little finger to look like your thumb. And there'd be something wrong with this, this middle finger if it wasn't longer than the rest. I know some of you wish sometimes people didn't have it. I see you. I see you. <laughs> Woo! I see y'all have seen it a few times while you're driving too. But if you're the real sacrifice... Praise the Lord. Yeah. Hallelujah. <laughs> if I could kick, I'd kick in my car. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I want to act differently. Come on. Hey, we should not come to church and be horse-faced Christians. Yeah. Come on. I, 
don't have a long face, honey. I'm smiling. Where's yours? If you don't have one, I'll give you one. And if you get one, you need to pass it on to somebody else instead of trying to keep it to yourself. Well, bless God, there ain't nothing to make me happy today. Well, just go on your devilish way and you know where you'll end up. Come on, we might as well put a smile on our face. God wants people that's happy. He said to make a joyful noise. Mercy. Hallelujah. So we're all part of this body, but we're not alike. But all of us that are in this church must work together. Mercy. Verse, I got to hurry up. Verse 5. So we being many are one body in Christ. Every one member is one of another. One member cannot work properly without the other. I don't have it together. And neither do you. But if each member will find his part and do his part. I'm going to tell you, we got enough to handle the job. I want you you to look at your neighbor and say, I need you. I'm going to make you get really involved now. I've seen you all sit there and you're laughing and giggling, but I haven't seen anybody on their feet yet. I want you that's on this side, I want you to go tell somebody on that side, I need you. And I want some of you on that side to come this side and tell somebody, I need you. I'll get you off your seat one way or the other. If you don't shout, I'll get you up. I need you. Take that kid from her. I see you. I need you, church. I need you. Well, Bob, I need you. Sam, I need you. I need you in some way to let me help you unload that baggage. Don't let it drag you down and keep you. You're a happy girl. You got joy of the Lord, and that's your strength. He wants you smiling. You know how to do that. You got a beautiful smile. Don't let him hold it back. Jesse, I need you. The church needs you. God needs you. You can live it. He's a law. I know he speaks in your ears and he talks to you, but he's a law. You can do it. I can do all things through Christ which strengthen me. It's not my strength, but it's His. You can do it. I love you. Ah, oh, somebody shout. Woo! I'm feeling the Holy Ghost in this place.
thank you, Jesus. A real sacrifice. You can be seated. Hallelujah. 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 Let me tell you, in this church, there's no preferences. You better shut up, Pastor. You better shut up, Bishop. You better stop it there, Brother Cook. Don't you, don't you overload yourself. Come on. Hallelujah. No clicks. If you've got a clock, we need to get rid of it. No clicks. Hey, we all brothers and sisters in here. The truth is, when you got a problem, sister Cox, I've got a problem. Brother Philip, when you all have got a problem, I've got a problem. Come on. In our natural family, isn't that the way it is? How much more should it be spiritually? This is your real family. This it is closer ties than your family. This family will be there when your family isn't. This family makes house calls. One, two, three, four, twelve. Anytime, night or day. Come on. You, you don't find doctors make house calls anymore. Come on. <laughs> but real sacrificial people do. If you're worried about your mom or your daddy, you go check on them. Ain't nothing going to keep you from their door. If you can't get them to answer your, their phone, you're going to be over there knocking on their door, seeing what's wrong. God, let's get that spirit going in the church. Come on. If they're not here, we ought to knock on their door and say, where were you at? I missed you. Come on. Not run them down. Encourage and lift them up. Real sacrifice. I know I've preached too long already. That's all right. You're going to have to stay with me for a while. I love you, but I'm going to finish this message. Hallelujah. None of this stuff. Well, we're not here I don't understand. You're the same body? Come on. This finger and this thumb, they both belong to this body. You can't say, hey, I don't want nothing to do with you. See, the truth is, you can't do without him. You can't get a grip on anything and else they work together. Come on, church. The church cannot get a grip on anything. Come on now. I said the church can't get a grip on anything if we don't work together and member. Come on, our members don't work together. Come on, if our fingers and our thumb, come on, don't work together, we can't get a hold of anything and hold on to it. Come on, I need those members to work together. I'll guarantee you. Where's my hammer? 
Hold your finger out there. I'll guarantee you, if I hit that finger, that other hand's automatically going to go to it. If you've got something in the hand, you'll drop it. Tell me you don't. Terry, when that leg got hurt, I guarantee you both them hands was down there comforting that leg. Yet in the church, we've got some legs that's having troubles, some fingers that's having trouble, and nobody's comforting it. Bless God, that's just too bad. They brought it on their cell. Well, you old hypocrite. You're not a real sacrifice. You're not sacrificing at all. You know what? God wants real satisfaction. He's wanting real people that are sacrifices that are willing to go to work at any time. Holy. Everybody said holy. holy. Ready for work. Ready? All right. We'll call you tonight about 1 o'clock. See? You, Jesus. <laughs> you called Brother Zach tonight about 1 o'clock. Would you get up and pray with me an hour? Come on now. Come on. If God's going to move in this church and he said he would, Pastor, I've got it down. Come on, I've got it down. I've got it down and from writing from back 2009. Come on. Brother Chester spoke to us some 45 minutes by the Holy Ghost. And he said that this church was going to have a revival that none of us could take credit for. We come in the building and God shows up. You tell me that isn't what's been happening lately. Nobody can take credit for this. You know why? God is in the house. And there's some real sacrifices in here that said, I want him to move. I want him to move. Man, I feel like I'm getting a little anointing back. Hallelujah. Lord always moves on time. Glory. Hallelujah. Glory. We're all the same body. That thumb can't say to the finger, I'm not going to help you. He's automatically going. Oh, Jesus. This body has to work together to grow. We must allow and invite other people into our circle. I said we must allow and invite other people in our circle. Want the same four no more? No, sir. I want as many as we can get in here and the ones we can't get in here we'll build on. This side, and we know you can now, see. We tried this out tonight. We know that these two sides can fellowship. Well, I don't care if you've got your name written on a seat on this side. You can come on fellowship somebody on this side. You're still at home. Come on. We need the sacrifice that's needed that we can get together. Come on. I found, come on, the last few weeks we found out we can worship together on Sunday night and the devil can't stop us. Come on, we've got power and authority over him. 
I want back my worship. I want back my enthusiasm. I want back my get up and go. I, I want back my anointing. I want back my prayer life. I want back my family. Real sacrifice. Look at somebody say, real sacrifice. I'm about to close. I really am. Give me one more verse. I don't know how long it'll take after that verse. But verse 16. Whew. Be of the same mind, one toward another. Mind not high things, but condensed to men of low estate, be not wise in your own conceit. He said, I want you to be a humble church. Glory. See, what we got to realize, it's not how much is written on the paycheck. but it's how much is in the heart. There ought to be a burning desire inside to see people saved. And it tears down all barriers. They don't have to be dressed a certain way, Daniel. Don't have to be dressed to the best. In fact, they may not even be dressed like you think they ought to, and who cares? Somebody, I, I invited them to church and said, can we do that, come and visit you? said, I hope to God you can. We said, you know, we have heard. Now, Lee, I'm gonna let me tell you what's going around this city. There's people, um, there's gangsayers that's jealous of what this church has got and they're talking about and spreading bad rumors. And they said, you got dressed a certain way, you're going to go to that church. I said, that's a lie. You just come as you are. Let God do the work. Would you leave God alone and let him take care of it? Bible said what I'm supposed to do as a pastor, as a minister, as a preacher is to preach Jesus Christ and Him crucified and He'll take care of the rest. Come on, if we'll preach the Word of God without fear or favor, God will do the rest. Mercy. Who knows any more about holiness than Him? He's holy. He said, I would rather you than to mess with those hide dudes, you know, that's got them snooties that's got their nose stuck up in the air. He'd rather you to mess with them. The Bible said, separate yourself from them. Come on now. Separate. Yeah. He said, I'd rather you just find those men of low estate. Find those that'll accept you. Come on, find those that's hungry for the Word of God. Find those that's wanting to get rid of their baggage. Come on, find somebody that wants to get right. Find somebody that wants a better life. Come on. Hallelujah. I'm closing. I've got to shut up. Last thing he said is, I want you to be conceited. 
See, because Jesus loves us all the same. If you're a real sacrifice, he'll come and live in your heart. He don't care what kind of paycheck you get or if you're poor or needy. He don't care what, what you are. He'll accept you because he loves you. Music can come. I want to stand. I want you all to know I delivered my heart tonight. I told you what God had been talking to me about. And if we'll all grab a hold of just this message tonight and be a real sacrifice, this church won't hold them all. I said this church won't hold them all. Amen? This altar's open tonight. You haven't been a real sacrifice. If your walk's not real, if your relationship's not where it should be, I want you to come up and get rid of some baggage tonight. I want you to go home lighter than you came. I want you to come, I want you to leave here enthused and the joy of the Lord to be with you this week. I want you to have a good week. I don't want a one in here to have a bad week. I don't, I don't. Somehow I want to deal with you, deal to you, the very Holy Ghost that I feel right now. That sweet spirit that won't leave you in a storm. He'll take you through the storm. Thank you, Jesus. God bless you. Thank you for listening. If you would like more information about our services and activities, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter with the username FACMC. Again, that's FACMC. Thank you, and have a blessed day.